It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to have a conversation with you today about the thing that just happened to me last week. So I had a couple of people come up to me and they were asking me what I did for a living. And I was explaining to them what I did. And then they asked me, so Lee, how do you know that Scrum is right for your organization or for your team? And uh, I thought that through. And uh, as luck would have it, somebody sent me an article. The article is from uh, February 8th. It was published by C Prime. And the title of the article is it Scrum right for your team? Here are five questions to help you decide today. So I thought it might be a good idea to review this article, give you some feedback, and see if we are on the same page as C Prime when it comes to this article. So here we go. It says uh, the year's 2021. Scrum just celebrated its 20th anniversary. Haven't worked with Scrum teams since the early 2000s. Hey, I have too. It's very interesting to see the framework evolve and continue to evolve amongst the industries. I agree. At first, it was all just for software. Now it's turning into any industry can use this method. Love it. While popularity of Scrum is based on proven success stories, I believe that it's not the one-size-fits-all model that some organizations are seeking. Hence, here's a short list of things to think about before making a leap of faith to do Scrum. Okay. So far, so good. I like it. Question number one. Is your team or organization cross-functional, or are they ingrained in rigid silos? Let's see where this is going. It says, if your team consists of a group of similarly skilled people, it does not necessarily mean that Scrum won't help your team. However, if your team is accustomed to handing off work to another team, Scrum will likely help you improve the speed of the handoff, which means it could result in creating a bottleneck for the team that receives work. That's interesting. While this may be viewed as a positive in the sense that you're more easily able to observe the inefficiency of an overall product delivery process, some people may not embrace the revelation of such problems. Okay. I get where they're going with this, and I get where they're saying, you know, that people don't like to hear bad news. But I think that this is a symptom more than anything, and it's a symptom of something bigger. If you have people who are working in silos, I can tell you now, just right out of the gate, fact. If you have rigid silos, Scrum's not going to work too well for you. It's a matter of breaking down those silos and getting people to work together and figure things out. Even if you have multiple people who only have a small amount of the cross-functional knowledge of the greater good, it's still going to be way better for you to have that than it would be for you to try to operate with these existing silos in place. Um, As far as the handoff is concerned, I think the speedy handoff is great because I think it it increases the speed of your feedback loop and gives people a chance to start addressing problems and issues and things sooner. So as far as I'm concerned, I I see everything positive about this. Question number one. So even if your team's not cross-functional, it'll make things better. But if your team is cross-functional, it'll definitely make things better. All right, let's go to number two. How often does the priority of your work change? If the priority of your team changes, if the priority, if priorities that your team works on change frequently, thank you, uh, within a matter of days, it'll be much more challenging to achieve success with Scrum. This doesn't mean you should discount Scrum completely. If you're just reacting to issues, it means it may make sense to consider other alternatives. Okay, let's pause. So last I checked, the Agile Manifesto talks specifically about embracing change uh, and that uh, we welcome changes frequently. 
uh, or often, and change should be made early and often. I can go on a list of quotes here forever. I don't know if that would frown away. Now, Scrum proper makes it a little difficult to incorporate change, and maybe that's where they're trying to go with this. But we all know that a lean Kanban approach, or if you have a method for handling inbound work, and I think that's my aha here, that this is another symptom. It's kind of funny because these are all symptoms. Uh, I think that if the organization has a way to handle inbound work that wouldn't require a priority change for the core team that are working on a product or service, then it would eliminate this problem. So for question number two, where it talks about how often does priority of work change, I think that we could go to the Team John model and study it and discover that there are better ways to organize the flow of inbound work that will help the people be able to accept the inbound work without having to throw the baby out with the bathwater and completely abandon Scrum and go with something else. There. That was good. How about question number three? It says, how much Scrum expertise do you already have in your staff? It goes on to talk about, you know, if you have people who are experienced or a coach to help guide your team to success, how it's going to be very positive and awesome. Okay, let's pause. What I can tell you is I've been in situations where I've seen both ways. So let me explain. First scenario, we go into an organization where they hire a scrum master who just recently got certified, and that person is the one who knows the most about scrum or agile. In that case, you're going to need some help, right? Because even though, you know, don't get me wrong, a certification gives you a lot of value and it gives you a lot of information. It's not going to help that person who just learned the ropes really accelerate and do what they need to do. So I feel like this one's kind of a catch-22 because then on the flip side, I was in an organization that tried to build a superpower and they went and hired five key agilists from big companies and they brought those in a room and they said, do the agile. And it broke down really quickly because everyone was pulling in a different direction. So I think it's a matter of understanding what your rope is and how to hold your rope, making sure you're not pulling in a different direction from everyone else. So honestly, you know, I could see that it's important to have some type of external coach to at least help you get your footing, that you should have some type of foundational or fundamental agile training that's going to help guide you so that everyone's on the same page and speaking the same language. But I don't know that the level of scrum expertise is going to dictate success or not, because I really believe, you know, yes, if you have more expertise and they all work well together, it will. But you could have an army of experts that just don't work well together and then your host. Okay, question number four. How well does your organization adapt to change? Some organizations are very risk averse. They value stability over innovation. Okay, let's pause right there. If this is about to say <laughs> that organizations who are risk averse can't do Scrum or would struggle doing Scrum, I'm going to scream. Um, it says, quote, if your organization falls into this category, it does not mean you cannot succeed with Scrum. Thank goodness. However, it does mean that you will likely need a longer time frame. Okay, I'm going to pause there too. Some of the biggest and fastest changes I've made have been in organizations where they're ready to change, but they are risk averse, whether it's banking, financial insurance, where there's risk and auditory compliance related things, et cetera. What I've discovered is that sometimes they are the most ready for change because their industry hasn't changed in so long. When you introduce new ways of doing things that help them be more efficient, they're more receptive many times than organizations that actually embrace change. There you go. Number five, does your team enjoy working with each other and helping each other out? Amen. 
So it sounds like an odd question, but organizations have some type of dysfunctions because people are complex creatures and they're not always easy to work with. This has to do with the whole model of self-organization. And it has to do with making sure that the team feels empowered to vote someone off the island if they need to, or to address key issues together, or to make sure they have the level of focus necessary in order for them to be successful. What I can tell you is that this one is incredibly important. I think that teams often will overfill their bucket and not have enough bandwidth to help other people out, which is one concern. I also feel like teams don't work well together sometimes when they're just culturally different or physically different people. And sometimes it does require us to say, you know, one of these things do not belong here because it's not quite the same. And it's not being, uh, how shall I put it? It's not coming in with bias and throwing someone off the bus or making someone lose their job. It's none of those things. It's coming in and saying, hey, this person's not a cultural fit for our team, but they're very good at what they do. Perhaps they'd be an even better fit on a different team. I've had that happen before and it works really, really well, right? Teams need to feel empowered to make those pivotal adjustments in order for them to learn more about each other and to grow together. Because if not, the team will never make it to high performing. All right. Well, you know what? That's going to do it. That was a good list of five questions. So congratulations to C Prime. It was a good article. I think overall, the message you're trying to send is clear, but I think that there was a little fine tuning. It could have been even better, but it's all good. So I hope you appreciated this review. And if you have an article you want us to review or a topic you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out to learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to hear your ideas. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.